Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 90. Yes, folks, we're 10 away from the century mark. I'm so excited. I'm Chris DT Gordon. It is fabulous to have you here with me today. And thank you, as always, to Nate and Britton Barron for their technological help. If you want their assistance on your projects, reach out to them at Nate Barron. It is 2022. You've heard me say this before. We've left 2021 behind, but that doesn't mean the problems are back there. They're still with us. And so if you feel that your school group or maybe you need some added gratitude, positivity, and resilience to make it through this new year, please reach out to me at chrisdtgordon.com. You can download a free tag one sheet. You can see what I have to offer as a speaker. And I'm so excited. Where is it at? Yes, I have new shirts at the merch store. What is your favorite dinosaur? Shirts are in. I'm so excited about these. Five-year-old me is going crazy right now. I, It's almost a dream I have this shirt. I love this shirt. And you can get yours at chrisdtgordon.com. So please go check it out. See how my message of tag the attitude of gratitude can help you. Well, speaking of my message, I am joined by my new friend and fellow youth speaker, Stephanie Sim. Steph, how are you today? I'm doing wonderful, Chris. How are you? Fantastic. Thank you for being here. It is fun to see you in person, per se, because we are in a uh, mastermind that meets early Monday mornings. For me, it's six in the morning. What time is it for you when you jump on? It is 7 a.m. I was lucky that when the time was set, it was Eastern Standard. Um, yeah. So I don't have the, the struggle, but I know that Anthony, who runs it, he said it's actually 5 a.m. for him. Yeah, he's a champ. He's uh, quite the leader in setting the standard for us. So yeah, we, we do have it. It's relatively easy. You you eat a little easier than I do, but I'm used to waking up that early. So it, it is what it is, but it's a pleasure to meet you face to face virtually. Mm -hmm. And I, I really enjoy talking with you because you and I have both traveled to this place of being fellow speakers, but we travel different roads. And so if you wouldn't mind sharing your journey, that'd be great. Okay, well, you know, this question is funny because in the most recent times, I've been taking on a lot more and putting myself out there so much more in speaking and also um, soon to be podcasting. So I have so many people asking me what's my story, but each person is asking in a different context. And I'm like, which parts of me should I tell them? Because it goes back, I think. Mm -hmm. I can go all the way back to about 16 when I can say that's when some things really, really started for me all the way till now. I'm almost 27. So it's been about 10 years. And I don't know where to start, but based on what I talk about in my youth speaker journey and we are fellow youth speakers and it ties into the theme today about self-care and being our priority. Going back to when I was 16 years old, I remember all I worried about, like worried, not just like thought about, cause it's important, straight up stressed out is about what I was gonna do after school. Mm -hmm. Because I grew up in a family where school was always number one. 
that was everything we did. Everything that mattered was going to school in September, get good grades because you have to go to this pedestal school called university. And then you have to do really, really well there, even better than you've ever done. So you can get a job. And if you don't do that, then you, you fail at life. Like life is over. That's that. And that's what I thought. Um, no pressure, right? No pressure. Yeah. No pressure. Right. And so, uh, I, I had all this crazy stress that I was in the environment of that from my family. And then I added that pressure to myself too. So because of that pressure and that being the only thing I thought about, I went through all of those things without thinking about anything else. I didn't think about myself as a human being. I didn't think about um, things like how to be a good person or what do I like to do? Uh, I didn't think about like, where do I see my life going? I like, and I know a lot of people even think about what their dream wedding would look like. Never thought about it. Like never Mm. thought about those dream things in life, those fantasies or, or I never thought about, oh, I could, I could change the world. Um, So I had all that stress. And I also, the last thing about school and my family and the stress was I had, you had to be 95% average. 99% 99% average, A plus. I always had about an 80%, which is pretty good. I mean, of course there's mm-hmm. room for improvement, but it wasn't bad. In my family, that was bad. So I was always being bombarded with this messaging that it's not good enough. It's not good enough. It's not good enough. Which I understand though, that my parents were coming at a point of, it could be better. It could be better, which is true. But mm-hmm. I took it very like, oh my God, I'm a failure. I suck. So I diminished myself actively. And I took that from 16 all the way until precisely 23 years old. So coupled with that is I definitely, because I had all that lack of self, basically only focusing on school and what would I do as a career in the future? I didn't think about life things. So I attached myself to a lot of like things to do with friends, uh, things to do with if I had a boyfriend or not. Um, things like if I was going to go out and party or not. Like, so I was doing a lot of those kinds of things. Uh, basically just worrying about would my friends like me and not if I liked me. Worried about did my boyfriend like me and not if I liked me. And worried about if I did this, am I going to gain approval from people? Not am I doing this because I approve of it and because I want to do it. And so you combine all those things together and it's just like super diminishing like completely. And I didn't even realize that was going on. I just thought I was young and I was having fun. And this is what having these friends are like. And, and, and you're not supposed to know what you're doing at 20, which is true, but it was in a very negative way for me. So at 23, I reached a point where I had a bit of a shift internally about who I was friends with. So I had these friends for many years um, and our friendships were quite toxic which I didn't see the whole time going through it until I got into my young twenties. And I have no qualms with people. um, And I don't think every, all the problems we had were just their faults. So I actually cut myself from those friendships and I learned after about a year, I'm like, okay, well, I know the faults of other people, but I was there too. So I have to own up that responsibility myself too. And I think that was the first time that I started actually thinking about the role I play in my life and the role that I play in other people's lives and what actually matters to me because I didn't like the way I was necessarily treated a lot during those friendships. 
And I didn't like either the way that I acted and was treating myself because of them. So I think that was the one of the big turning points for me in terms of thinking about my myself for the first time. Um, and at this time, I already had the full-time job that I thought was like the big, crazy thing you had to do in life. Oh yeah. So, so I was like, well, now what else am I going to think about? And I think that's when my mind was like, oh, well, I got the thing that I have been thinking about this whole time. So now my mind has to go elsewhere. And I think that's where it went at first. Um, okay. So, yeah. So then, uh, but all through that time, I didn't realize that I had become, I guess, kind of like depressed. I never got a formal diagnosis of depression. So I don't like to say that I had depression because I think that's unfair to those who actually know that they they are formally diagnosed with depression. So mm-hmm. I was definitely on a, in a state of being depressed. Uh, and the the when when you are like that, you don't you don't necessarily hold value for yourself. And it it became apparent through those friendships that I wasn't valued uh, and that I didn't value myself. And that's why I was sticking around in these friendships that were not, uh, were not healthy for, for any of us involved, not just them against me, but I think for, there was a group of a few girls. I was close with one more than any of the other girls, but we all hung out and we were all kind of having an issue with each other all the time. So I didn't value myself. And that's why that happened. Um, and I and and that's what happens when you don't place value on yourself and you're not taking care of yourself. You end up in these situations without realizing that are even more detrimental to what you have already, what the negativity you've already put into your own head. Mm-hmm. So after I cut off those friendships, uh, I did not have a good time <laughs> because I, again, was valuing myself according a lot of the times to who I was friends with. And I thought these were like cool girls that I was friends with. So when I was in friends with them, I'm like, oh my God, I'm not cool anymore. I'm now a loser because I don't have the uh, association with what I think is cool and awesome. So it, it took me a while to, to move on from that. But because I had to redirect myself in another way, at 23, that's why I say cut up right at 23. That's when I really like boom, went up. Actually, for those listening, you can't see that I just did a little hand <laughs> going up with that noise. So, whoo, so just imagine it if you're seeing this. Yeah, just TV. imagine everyone listening <laughs> and up a sharp upward tra- trajectory. Yeah. No. So that's when I, I had to do something else. And I finally started thinking, okay, what am I going to do with my life? Who am I? What's going on? I can't go on for the rest of my life just sitting here with just absolutely, literally nothing to do um, besides my job. And it was, it's actually funny that I was sitting in my office job and all of a sudden a light bulb went off. I was like, this can't be it. This literally can't be it. Like life can't be me with no friends and a full-time job. That wasn't the dream that I had bought into 10 years before at 16. So uh, I actually started this uh, Instagram channel and it was called Perfectly Unsure. And I actually recently abandoned it. So this has been about three and a half years later. I recently abandoned it. And cause it, I'm just, I'm not perfectly unsure anymore. But the whole point was me going, okay, I'm gonna focus on myself. And I'm totally unsure about everything in life. I feel like a brand new baby that has no idea what's going on. 
but that's perfectly fine and it's normal and it should be celebrated as an opportunity for me to do something for myself for the first mm-hmm. time. And I, and I chose to put it on an Instagram channel because I wanted a way to express it. So I had no intention of like, you know, being a content creator or becoming viral or anything like that literally was just an outlet. So I had like a vlog on YouTube. I even ran a few small businesses out of the account, which if we were talking about entrepreneurship, I talk about how I'm a serial failed entrepreneur, but I'm still trying. (laughs) So I'm a true entrepreneur. (laughs) And and, um, that is what happened. And then that fast forwards all through the pandemic into earlier this year uh, or last year rather in 2021. Wow, I could totally forgot that it was already 2022. <laughs> I keep putting my head in 2021. Um, yeah. So it was all the way back to 2021. And then I left a relationship that I was in through the whole pandemic and like a year before that. So it had been a few years. Um, and again, that was another toxic relationship. So I had, I had moved on from those friends and then I had this person and we split. Um, and for a bit of time, I thought again, like back to the previous time with my previous friends, my life is over. Like, okay, not literally over. I knew before it's a breakup. You're going to, you're going to move on from it. But I was like, for a bit of time, I was pretty devastated because I was like, oh my gosh, like my life is going to suck now. And uh, I just can't seem to get it right with anyone. And this guy's going to go off and live the dream and all this stuff. Like, you know, all those thoughts that don't make any sense, but you convince yourself. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it, so then, so that happened. And then it was the fall of 2021. I don't know why I, I thought of speaking. I actually love public speaking. I have a previous job in it, Uh, but I was like, I feel like I should, I feel like I can talk about my story with people. And then I just, and I just found, I found Youth Speaker University. I was like, this is it. I'm enrolling. (laughs) Um, uh, And then, and then fast forward again, a few weeks into the, into December, 2021. And I came up with starting a podcast um, as well uh, and honing in on, I think my voice is my main, my main asset. Um, Mm -hmm. But uh all for those years, what I didn't realize what was going on when I was trying to start a small business or I was letting go of friends or moving on from a relationship uh, or sharing on Instagram, all this stuff. I actually didn't intentionally like know that it was kind of like a form of self-care because that's the tough stuff you have to do. You have to get out of your comfort zone. You have to overcome some fears. You have to let go of some things that are holding you back. And that's like the dirty aspect of self-care that it's not like nice and smells good and it's not cute like a bath it's not like going to a spa putting cucumber slices on your eyes and and letting someone massage your feet absolutely not so it's it's interesting that that like we talk about we're talking about self-care and I just gave my whole story about things that I struggled with and how I how I moved through a lot of them and grew from them but I had no intention of being like I'm gonna like get rid of toxic relationships to improve my life. Like I just did it because it felt like it needed to be done. And Mm -hmm. it's years later that I see it. Like I wasn't like, Oh, I want to challenge myself and start, you know, a small business and see what happens. I was like, I just felt like it. So I'm going to do it. Uh, And I didn't see those as forms of actually self-care. And I think that the, this, this, there's a whole 
industry, of course, around self-care, which is those massages, cucumber slices, and bath bombs, which is fine. I mean, I, I'm not one for a bath, but I do get a massage here and there. That's yeah. cool. But those are very like surface level, like it lets mm-hmm. the tip of the iceberg. And it's all those things like underneath, it's all that tough stuff I did for the last several years. That was the real care. Um, that's mm-hmm. the genuine care for yourself. And, and, and frankly, I wouldn't actually be on this podcast with you right now. Like I would not like, not just, I need a story to tell you on the podcast. I literally would not be in this chair doing any of the things I'm doing right now. If I didn't go through all of those tough challenges, because Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be me who I am right now with the ability to cross paths with you. And it all came out of doing all of that tough stuff that started with me starting to care about myself. Yeah, it's, it is amazing how many people think that self-care is a luxury mm-hmm. when actually it is a necessity. You know, you think about the analogy of when you're in an airplane and there's an emergency and those masks come down, you put yours on first, not because you're selfish, but if you don't put yours on first, you're no good at anyone else. Right. And so you have to put that mask on so you can help others while you're helping yourself. I do want to take it back a bit, Steph. When you first made that realization that you had to cut ties with those toxic friends, mm-hmm. what was, I know, and I'm not talking like literal eyesight, but what was your vision like when you were able to see, wow, that was horrible? You know, what were, what were you able to uh, notice that you didn't notice before? Okay. Well, something that I didn't notice before, um, was that I didn't, I didn't notice the negative behaviors we were all doing because I don't think I ever had an example of like friend, a good example or one that I can maybe remember very well, um, Mm. of anything but that. So the, the, and all of this happened when we were mainly like in university and like one to two years out. So the only friends you had before that were in high school, which was like, you sat together in class. So they're your friends. But Mm -hmm. I really started to see it when there were like life challenges. Like we were really adults now. And this is more so when we were like 22, 21, like coming out of university into like the adulthood world. And there were like some life things that some of us had going on. Um, and we were not necessarily very accepting of each other. Mm-hmm. We were not uh, understanding. We, we were very like, well, I don't like this. So you need to accommodate. And I was like, well, I don't want to accommodate. You need to accommodate. And it was just going back and forth. And there was a fundamental difference in some of our maybe values and morals and stuff. Uh, but that's not a reason for people to like attack each other. So what I, what I didn't see was actually that a lot of the things, the negative things we were doing were not okay. Just like fundamentally, it wasn't because one girl was extra bad. And then I was like the nicest one there and I didn't deserve it. It was just like, we were all taking part in what are fundamentally negative behaviors. So we all got to like cut it out or we have to cut each other out. And I didn't feel like I was going to see, um, us cutting it out. And that was me included. Like, I want to be very clear that like, I take a lot of responsibility for a lot of things I did. Cause I think a lot of times people are like, well, they did that to me and that's that. And I'm a very big person on like, 
you don't have to take 100% responsibility for the whole problem, but you have to take 100% of your contribution. So yes. yeah, I know the other thing I noticed that I didn't notice before, and this is, this is after I had kind of moved on further was I was part of it. I was actually part of it. Um, so I had no right to be talking, you know, smack about other people, uh, who did what to who, which, which they did, but I was part of it. And I had to grow up in that sense too, because I was like, maybe I shouldn't have said that kind of gossipy comment about that, that friend. And I shouldn't have said that thing about that girl's boyfriend. Like, it's all very like catty stuff. It's like, it was very mean girls. <laughs> so, <laughs> and so that's what I noticed is those two things were what we were doing to each other was not fundamentally okay. And I was 100% a part of it and I didn't like that so I was like everyone can do what they want but I don't want to do that anymore so I have to go okay no and I and that was you know very brave of you to do that you know because it is it is really hard to move away from you know the the devil you know is better than the devil you don't you know yeah. and so you 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 were in these relationships for a while but you never knew what was it going to be like without them? Yeah. And so well, I applaud you for taking that step. You know what the, the thing is, though, is that at that time, I had actually started working in a new office for a few months. And I commend mm -hmm. a lot of the all, all of these people that I met in that office are now my friend group. Like everyone okay. I know, basically, I met through this office. These are my friends and we're all friends with each other. And I noticed that um, and we all know it too, all of us are very different people. And we joke about how sometimes people must overhear our conversations or must see us together and be like, how did this group of people become friends? Like, it's super weird. But we all um, get along really, really well because we're very respectful of our differences. So mm -hmm. one of my closest friends, actually, we call each other like brother and sister. We have fundamental different views on some controversial topics and we've even spoken about it before but we weren't we're not against each other because of it mm -hmm. um and we're not trying to like force ourselves onto each other and force our values onto each other so it was interesting that when i left those those previous friends i had just met these these new friends but i think without realizing my brain was like ding 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 we met some cool people. This is what it should really be like. And I didn't make that realization, but something in my brain did and, and motivated me to do what I did. Well, your brain is very smart because it sounds like you have a fantastic set of new friends that not only allow you to be yourself, but allow you to grow and become more of yourself. Yes. And, and so I, th I think, I think that's important for everyone to realize is that you are, you, you are the combination of the five closest, the people closest to you. And you got to look at your, your ties to your friends and your family. And so speaking of your family, you know, when you were saying earlier that 95% or 98% was success and 80% was failure, what was your mindset as you were trying out these different businesses and you were cutting ties with your toxic friends, you know, how, what, I guess, what were you feeling or, or dealing with internally 
while you're making those changes, when you think about how life was with your family? Um, when I started doing those changes, so the one with the friends was more of a escape feeling. I need to get out of this. When I started exploring different options of small business and Instagram and, and new hobbies, that was a, there has to be more kind of thing. Uh, and when I was doing that, I also had a figure it out kind of attitude. So uh, I had to remove myself from that thought or those feelings you have when you're in school and in a bit of a high pressure environment of expected to have high marks that you never actually achieve um, of being like, I don't have to get it right the first time like you do on a test. Mm -hmm. And if I fail, if I make a mistake, it's okay. Not like in school when you have one chance to get that test good. Uh, and I think that's something I have seen in so many different ways. And I had to learn the hard way. Like, oh, you mean like the adult world that you're, it's okay to make mistakes? Like, people don't care as long as you own up to them. Like it's, it's a bigger deal if you don't own up to them. Than if you make a mistake, people are like, don't care. So I had this whole idea that it had to be perfect, had to be perfect the first time. And if it wasn't, well, you're done for. So when I started those businesses, I remember having these thought, sorry, I don't know if you guys can hear, but it's, it's all right. It's ambient noise. It's yeah. There's literally someone drilling something, I think in, above me. <laughs> sorry. I live in an apartment. So if I see sawdust coming down on your head. I, I know that someone's doing some major reconstruction over up there. Yeah. Well, it's either that or my dog's going to bark. So I would take the construction in the background and my dog <laughs> barking <laughs> next to the mic. Um, but yeah, so I had to take on a, a, a learning curve of not just like, let me learn how to like build a small business, but actually change that thought in my head of like, you know, my first version of my product is an absolute failure. That's okay because I can try it again. Mm -hmm. And you know, that my marketing on Instagram sucks, but that's okay because I can always post again another time and it'll build up. And, and they're, they're like, I remember when I, one of the small businesses was a small candle business. And it was the first time I've ever done like product photography. So I get like little supplies from the dollar store and I got myself a light box and I, and I was like, wow, these photos look so good. Uh, and I, and they did, I think for the first time. So then I showed one of my friends, I'm like, this is what my website looks like. These are my photos. He's like, those are your photos. I was like, yeah. And he's like, they're good. And in my head, I was like, oh, they're so bad. And he knows it. <laughs> so I was like, but that's okay. Because I can go to my photos and I can figure out what happened. And then my photos after that were like beautiful for being taken on an iPhone next to a window with like a piece of two pieces of like cardboard or not cardboard, Bristol board from the dollar store as the backdrop. And I had a professional photographer, uh, a, like through um, a mutual connection, actually comment on how wonderful they look. So oh, wow, nice. yeah, that was an example of just like how, when you take that, sh I had to take that mind shift of like, you have to get it right the first time or you suck to like, no, in fact, don't expect to get it right the first time and you don't suck. <laughs> you're just, you're a beginner. Of yes. What you're yeah. I, I think that really makes you a great candidate for a youth speaker because, you know, being a teacher, I know this, that the, con the growth construct 
is totally backwards. It's like you said before, in school, you study, 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 and take the test. Mm -hmm. In life, you take the test, and then you learn the lesson. And so, no, I, I think that that experience that you're describing is what young people need to hear because they see through different lenses, be it Instagram or TV or movies that, oh, everything's perfect. You know, you have your, you know, your friends and your big apartment and everything's perfect. You got your perfect job and everything works out the first time. Mm -hmm. Well, that's yeah, nice if it's scripted like that. Yeah. And, and to be honest, a lot of times when, when, when you feel like things are working out, they're not perfect. Mm -hmm. They still, they're, they're still have a little hiccup here and there, but I think when, when it feels like it's in the things that you wanted it, you're like, that's okay. Like, that's okay. Uh, I, I can handle these hiccups because it's in a situation that I want to handle them in. Um, yes. but when you were saying how school impacts that and you have like the, the one test, right. And you have to get it right. And it's not like that. I, I definitely, felt that when I was leaving school uh, and I actually read a blog post from a teacher many years ago that stuck with me and it, it was after I was done school and it changed my mind on life in general and he said that the way the school system is set up at least here in North America where you have to have a high average and high marks in every single class uh, and you have to you know it has to be good across the board in order to in order to be considered um, like successful you have to be good across the board in order to have a high average so you can get accepted into a post-secondary education or things like that. He said, but when out in the job place, are we expected to know everything? Never. Oh, yeah. And it's true. Like in my office, I, I work in a science outreach department. I don't know anything about science. My background is not in science. I haven't taken science since grade 10. I'm not expected to know any of it because that's not my role. Uh, so I'm good at what I'm good at. And then there's people in the office that are, uh, you know, masters in various science programs or have a PhD and they're the ones with expertise. So when kids are coming out of school, they're thinking I have to be good in every single area, but you don't. It, and, and in fact, it's to, to be a, a good in all areas is kind of, you know, might in my opinion might be a little bit of a waste of time when you should focus in on one thing that you're really good at um mm -hmm. and so i struggled with that a lot when i definitely in my higher years in high school really struggled with math in fact the last two um tests in grade 12 math i failed like <laughs> completely failed i i wasn't sure at that point if if my mark would be enough to actually keep my average up so i could go to university luckily it was <laughs> but uh, yeah there's this idea when when you are a kid and going into adulthood that you have to be good across the board because that's what you're used to in school and that's the complete opposite when you're actually out there as an adult it's not like that at all oh yeah yeah if i were to take a shop class i would absolutely fail you know but that's why i have friends who are good at that and they can make things and fix my car and do all that stuff and i can do the speaking and the teaching so yeah it's you're absolutely right that, you know, and we're not going to start and, you know, start a whole reconstruction of the education system here, but no. I do like that, that you were speaking to students to let them know that if you are having a hard time in life right now, don't worry, you know, it changes. Yeah, you know, it'll yeah. be different. 
yeah, yeah. That's not to be like, let's dismantle the system. Like yeah. <laughs> definitely not. And I, and you know what? And there's, I, I have no issues with like, and you're a teacher. Like I'm not trying to like bash teachers for whatever. Oh no, no. I didn't think that yeah. at all. Um, but, but yeah, it's more so the message of like what you said, like, this is what it is now. You'll be fine. This is not mm-hmm. what the rest of your life is going to be. Oh, that thing. What am I going to do for the rest of my life? Right. When they're leaving, like when they're like 18, leaving grade 12. And that's the thing. Is this the rest of my life going to be like this? Am I going to suck at whatever subject for the rest of my life? It's like, no, yeah. you're not just, <laughs> you just go and do something else. You'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. You'll be okay. Just keep working hard. And yeah. also, uh, you know, take the, do that self-care. Mm-hmm. And so, so we know that you're a speaker stuff, oh, you know, what else do you have going on? Any uh, fun plans or big projects in, you know, besides the podcast mm-hmm. in the near future? The podcast is the one. So okay. I have speaking and my podcast is the big project. I decided it in like the last two weeks of November and, uh, and now I'm doing it. So I went, I'm awesome. going to throttle all the way in, uh, to launch in January. So that's my thing. The, the reason why I chose podcasting is, um, if you asked every teacher growing up, they would say, Stephanie's great, but she talks a lot in class. <laughs> so, which is true. I'm like, I like to share, I don't know. Yeah. And so, um, but what I realized is, um, I, I have a, I have a skill in showing up both on camera and behind the mic. So, but I do, I do have to practice on like honing it in as like a valuable skill and not just like talking all the time. So I am working on it. Uh, You'll get there, you know, it's, it's, you know, you definitely get your reps when you are a podcast host and a guest. Yeah, definitely. Well, um, but that's why I, the speaking lined up perfectly with me. And I was like, I think I should do a podcast. Like, I think that's my skill. So that is what I'm, uh, that's what I'm honing in on on that end. And the other thing that I, I really want to do in this year, I really hope that it happens. I'm not sure based on how much work I've taken on. Uh, but, uh, I really want to get my motorcycle license. Nice. Yeah. I've wanted it since I was 16. Mm-hmm. and when you get your driver's license and I never did because it's really scary oh, wow. to me like even driving I find scary uh and I just find it very unnatural but I drive like I know how and I'm fine with it yeah it's like I just think it's I think seeing a female motorcyclist which is very rare at least in my life uh I, I'm like wow they're so cool I want to be like her but I'm like it also terrifies me I'm like I think that I need to do it then I think I need you to know, do it. I, it's good that it's good to pursue what scares you. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why I chase after hippos. I'm not very successful, but it happens. I'm sorry, <laughs> that joke. Anyway, uh, so you, you have to get a picture of yourself on a motorcycle. Yes. You know, soon and, and post that. Well, I, I have a friend with two motorcycles, so I could get you a picture, but I don't know if I'll, it will be because I was actually riding it. It might just mean okay. sitting on it pretending. <laughs> oh no, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta earn that. You gotta get your license and then get the picture. Yeah. I'll, I'll have to, I'll have to do it. Hopefully it happens. I should get on it soon. I don't even actually have the actual license yet. I don't know mm-hmm. how it is in various States in the U S but here in Ontario and Canada, you get your license. You have 90 days to complete like the first practical course. Okay. And then, and do the, the fall and do the second practical test. 
So I'm like, well, I don't want to do the first written test and then not have my courses lined up within that 90 days and I'll waste my time. But, but yeah. at the same time, I'm like, maybe I should write the test so that I have the motivation to get it done in 90 days. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and that might be a good idea. So, all right. So Steph, where can people find you so they can hook up, you know, maybe can start a connection, find out where you're, you know, where you're speaking, where the podcast is. Yeah. Um, so you can find me personally on Instagram at Steph K Sim. So it's S T E P H letter K and then S I M that's my personal account. And then to find the podcast, it's called start here, start now. The Instagram handle for that is start here underscore start now. Excellent. Yes. And I'm tagged in both accounts. So if you go to one, you're going to find my other one tagged in the bio. So I'm very easy to find. Perfect. Great. And so I like to ask my guests, you know, since I speak on gratitude, what is, you know, focusing on your story, what is something that maybe you, when you're going through those formative years between 16 and 23, that you really didn't appreciate, but now you see it being a godsend, you know, like something oh, that you're thankful for. It, you know what, it's so it's so cliche, but all the tough moments that taught me a lesson, you know, all those learning things that taught me what I need to know. Um, but it is so true. And that's why so many people say it. Uh, it, and, but the thing is the key is you have to actually like reflect on it and intentionally learn from it. You don't just like go through hardships and you're like, I'm smart now. You have to like, yes, learn yeah. intentionally. uh, but I really like have this feeling in my head. I was like, um, I really feel like I went through all of those years in order to have a story to share and something out there. I don't necessarily believe in God. I don't know what it is, but maybe, maybe my mind is changing about some kind of spiritual being out there. Something was like, just wait, you just got to go through this to make you smart. We have a whole plan for you. Just, just suffer for a bit. You'll be fine. We'll spit you at the other end to be the person you are, who I am right now. <laughs> that, that's quite the image, too. There you go. <laughs> go help the world. Yeah, well, imagine. I mean, like, I'm on a podcast with you. I'm being a youth speaker. I'm starting my own podcast. I, I have a few other guest podcasts to be on. And it's like, what would I talk about if I didn't have all of this stuff that mm -hmm. happened to you and not just negative things that sucked the good stuff too yes yeah, yeah. but you're right no, no one wants to hear the person say well you know i grew up in a perfect family i got all a's and i got the perfect job but my life is rains you know, sprinkles and rainbows yeah <laughs> no one wants to talk to that person so well excellent stuff thank you so much for joining me and i do have one final question what is your favorite dinosaur? Oh man. Okay. You were going to ask me this and I wrote to you in the original information I gave you a dinosaur and I forget what it is, but truth be told, I don't have one. So when, when I had to answer that question, when you asked me, you were like, just to let you know, I'm going to ask you this question. I actually Googled, like I was like dinosaur and I just chose one. <laughs> well, you put Brachiosaurus. Okay, I then that's my favorite dinosaur. All right, sounds good. It's a really tall one. One of the really tall ones has the has the big bump on the back of its head with a hole in it. So it can it can it's like a a whale dinosaur because it has a blowhole at the top. 
So oh, I had no idea that it had a blowhole, but it was meant to be because my favorite animal is the blue whale. There you blowhole, go. Right? Kismetic. So it, the, it lined up again. <laughs> exactly. Well, Steph, it's been an honor and so much fun to talk with you. And I know we have our chats on Monday mornings, but we're a little more awake right now. And so it's been fun to see you in person, in person, and to learn your story. So thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Chris. And thank you for the opportunity. And everyone listening, thank you for listening to my story. And I hope that it impacted you in some way and that you feel fantastic. Definitely. And so if you want to reach out to Steph, her Instagram again is Steph K Sim. And the podcast is called Start Here, Start Now. Is that right? Start Here, Start Now. Let me make sure I got yeah, the right words. That's correct. That's correct. So reach out to her. And she's going to have a fantastic show to share with the world. And also remember to check out my podcast, Scar Bears, which you're on now. So welcome. And uh, check out ChrisDTGordon.com to find out more about my message, The Attitude of Gratitude. Well, folks, as always, thank you so much for being here today. Please have a great day. And remember to pass on perfection and go for greatness. Greatness.